I'm glad you've joined me again today for our daily Bible study time, and I pray that this will be a day that you'll receive truth from God's Word that will speak to your heart and change your life. And we all need to be changed every day by the power of God's Word as the Holy Spirit takes the Word and implants it in our lives and then helps us to bring it forth from within to the outside of our lives because we have to live life, this Christian life, from the inside out. We can't live it from the outside in. We have to ask Jesus, who lives through his Spirit in us, to live through us, to come out through us. Now, one of the main things John has talked about throughout this book, from beginning to end, is how you can know, how you can be sure, how you can be certain about your relationship with God and about some other things. I want to read to you from the fifth chapter of the book of John as we're reading the last I'm going to read the 13th verse and then beginning at verse 18 to the end. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. And then verse 18, we know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one who was born of God keeps them safe, and the evil one cannot harm them. We know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. We know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true by being in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Dear children, keep yourself from idols. So the emphasis in this passage is knowing. In fact, I think seven times in verses 13 through 20, he, he uses the word know. And... And he wants us to have this kind of certainty. He says in verse 13, we can have certainty about eternal life. He said, I wrote these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God in order that you may know that you have eternal life. The worst possible thing for a believer is to be unsure that you are a believer. I've known people across the years who, who because of insecurity or because of not understanding Scripture or some reason, lots of reasons, they, they constantly were afraid they might, not have the, they might not really be saved. And so they were always asking God to forgive their sins and come into their life. But you see, he says we can know. We can be sure. I've done this once and for all. I've trusted Christ. I've given him my life. I've received salvation and forgiveness, and I belong to him, and nothing can take that away. And I, he says it's true, so I believe him. Too often we depend on our feelings we don't feel like we're a believer. We don't, uh, you know, really have that big emotion that maybe we had the day we gave our lives to Christ. But that doesn't really have anything to do with it because it's, it's faith in God and the truth that makes the difference. The Bible doesn't say believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll feel saved. It says believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. And that's, that's all. That's the message. That's the message of all of, Christ, of, of the Bible and Christianity. And once again, we need to examine just for a minute what is eternal life. And remember, it's not a period, just a period of time. It includes that, and, and it's unending. But it's, it's more than that. He says, this is the true God and eternal life, verse 20. And Jesus said, I am the life. And John 17, 3 reminds us, but this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you have sent. If we know Jesus Christ, 
then the Bible says we have eternal life. God's nature is imparted to us like light, to a, like light coming to a light bulb. When electricity is hooked up to the light bulb, when you turn the switch, the light comes on. And when we are hooked up with Jesus by trusting him as our Lord and Savior, the light comes on. <clears throat> when do you get eternal life? Well, when Jesus takes up residence in your life, when you invite him to forgive your sins, come in and take over your life. So we can know that you, ha you can know you have a new kind of life. The life of Jesus Christ in you, it's eternal. That describes his quality. That describes the kind of life that it is. It's the life of God. And, and that's why Jesus in John 14 was talking about peace. He said, my peace I give to you. What kind of peace do I want? I want the peace that's his. I want his peace. I have that if I trust him. He says in John 15, 10, my love I give to you. You see, God offers me love. I want his love. This is what eternal life is, his life, his love, his peace. And in 15:11 of John, he says that he gives us my, he says, I'll give you my joy. That's the kind that he has, and that's what he wants to give to us. Also, we can have the certainty of righteousness because he says in verse 18, that we know that everyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one who was born of God keeps them safe, and the evil one comes cannot harm him. So in these verses, he's making very clear that he wants us to understand that we, we, we have a righteousness about us. It's a gift. It was given to us when we trusted Christ, and we, we're not going to keep on sinning. Now, we will sin. We're not perfect. We sometimes slip off the path. We sometimes uh, lose our temper. We sometimes get angry. We sometimes do other things. But if this just becomes a, a natural way of life for us, just to sin in certain areas of our lives and just keep on and, and really not do anything about it, not have any desire to do anything about it, then, then that's not compatible with what it means to come into relationship with God. And, and the, the, he's pretty dogmatic about this here. That doesn't mean that you're sinless. It means that you have truly been saved. And there will, if you have, there's been an accompanying change in your life. And you're not the person that you used to be, but you're still not the person that you're going to be. But God's still working in your life, and sometimes you fail. But it's not the characteristic of your life. Now, the reason that a believer has a desire for righteousness is because uh, that God put it there. He, he was born of God keeps him now the he here is jesus jesus keeps the believer the lord jesus is dwelling in the believer's life and he guards protects watches over preserves the believer and has an unbreakable hold on us and that's the evidence that we're a believer god says that he he disciplines us he child trains us if we're his and john points out that satan cannot harm us now the word here some translate it touch us and that's not strong enough. Harm is not strong enough. It literally means to fasten oneself to. What he's saying is that when we've trusted Christ, that Satan cannot fasten himself to us, the one who has been born of God, the one who has trusted Christ. The evil one can never repossess the believer. This is an encouraging word to us. The enemy, Satan, can frighten us, as he often does. He can harass us. He can threaten us. He can make us believe that we're in his power and that we have to do certain things that are wrong. He can even create desire in us that are so strong that we think we have to yield. But it's all a lie because he's a liar. 
and we do not have to do that. He may temporarily derail us and make us fall, but the never, the devil cannot possess us. He cannot take control of us. And all that he does is a bluff. And John wants us to understand that. So remember today that even though you feel that pull towards sin and you don't think you can do anything about it, if you call on the Lord, he can give you the power because Satan has to yield to him. God bless you. I hope you have a great day.